And welcome to the Under the Hood Podcast. We're coming live to you from my road vehicle. Once again, that's just how it seems to be. It's most convenient. You know, I give you guys a good episode and that's just how it works out. Now, I didn't give you an episode last week. Why? Uh, Because NASCAR and their road course races. To me, NASCAR and road courses don't work unless it's Watkins Glen. Mostly because, you know, that track has a bus stop you can pass at. It's got a lot of cool corners and technical corners. Um, you can race hard there. A lot of these other tracks, like Circuit of the America, or Circuit of the Americas, it's designed by Herman Tilke, or Tilke, Herman Tilke, something like that. He's a Formula One designer. He designed tracks like Bahrain, Miami, um, I mean, a bunch of Spain and Circuit of the Americas. That track is designed for Formula One. You know, a lot of these tracks that NASCAR go to for road courses, besides Watkins Glen and Sonoma, are designed for cars that actually can road race, like Super GT cars, Formula One cars, Indy cars, sports cars. NASCARs are made to do one thing. Go fast in a straight line. Or, you know, with relative... NASCARs aren't made to break and then go from... You know, the thing with road courses, to me, with NASCAR, is where it gets boring is because they can't... You know, they don't have... They have aerodynamics, yes. They have the engine power, yes. But slow speed does not work with NASCAR. And I think that's just apparent. When you look at the Formula One lap around that track, is a whole minute quicker. And really, when you look at Coda, uh, especially like that that first section, and then and then turn 14, 15, 16, these NASCARs, you know, they're breaking. They're going to the first gear. They're taking that, you know, the S's, right? The first, you know, after turn one and turn two, you turn right and turn three. You do the S's from turn three to turn eight. We're going left, right, left, right, left, right, and then left again, and it gets progressively. Uh, tighter. The thing is, the Formula One cars, you know, IndyCar sports cars, these cars are taking those corners with, you know, a lot of speed. They are on the edge of the limit for grip. And then the Formula One cars, they're also, they're, you know, they're cutting the corners too. They're making it even bigger than it is. And they're still just going like so slow. Like they're going like 50 miles an hour in, in some of these corners. And it's like second gear when Formula One's going like 110 in that same corner. And to me, that's where certain road course tracks and me just don't get along, you know? And also, it's like, you know, you don't, there's no draft to work. Uh, pitch strategy doesn't really matter. All we saw really with the pitch strategy was uh, like people kept losing stage points so they get a better start to the third stage or better start to the second stage sure it works out kind of but uh you know denny hamlin a guy that just said okay i'll take a free stage win it's like that's just how it is and then there's the whole caution thing and the fact that really the only way you could win a road course race is by moving someone else out of the way now I was kind of debating on making a podcast because it was Ross Chastain's first win. By the way, we've had seven different winners at seven different races. Uh, 
winning might not get you into the playoff. There might be a driver that has a win that doesn't make the playoffs. By the way things are going, you know, if I had to predict who that was, it's probably not somebody that already has a win. But, you know, someone like Austin Cindric or Chase Briscoe or something. Well, no, Briscoe's been running good. We get the idea. Like, there might be 18 different winners. Probably not, though, because there's the 26 races. There probably won't be 18 different winners. But we literally might not have a single driver in on points. Like, we might have 16 different winners. Um, and that's that's for Cup because things are different in Xfinity and Trucks. What we're starting to find out in Trucks is, or Xfinity, sorry, you know, we're, we're starting to find out who's good and who's not. Ty Gibbs with his third or fourth victory, I really don't, I think it's fourth. Now, can it really be his fourth and seven? He's won the last, like, three out of four. I know that, or something like that. I don't know. But we're starting to find out, you know, Ty Gibbs is a real championship contender. He's doing a lot of what uh, Larson did, where it's like, we, you know, Ty Gibbs, and actually, this is a very similar thing now that I've, you know, now that I'm, now that I'm talking about it, Larson came in, now, of course, a difference. Well, no, still, I'm still making a point here, if I can get to it. Both Larson and Gibbs were uh, not exactly loved by their peers and fans. Larson, for obvious reasons about what happened on the stream, he got dropped by Chip Ganassi, but then he signed to the good team. Uh, Ty Gibbs, kind of a same situation, not really, but kind of a same situation where, you know, oh, daddy's money... Uh, daddy's team but he also kind of he deserved it he won a few races last year and he won his first race he's so young and he gets the best car in Xfinity and you know Larson got the best best car in Cup and what kind of happened is like so we expected Larson to do good last year we know he has a crazy amount of talent did we expect him to win nine races and win championship no same with Ty Gibbs we expected Ty Gibbs to win a few races, uh, be up there in the playoffs, but did we expect him to dominate like he has? No. So I think Ty Gibbs and Kyle Larson have been very similar in that in that regard. But we're, we're you know we're starting to find out who the real championship favors are. We're starting to find out that Ty Gibbs is probably going to be in that championship four. We're starting to find out that Austin Hill could be a dark horse uh championship four driver you know he's getting he was a hattori and now he uh has moved on to rcr and he got a win in daytona he's got a couple of second places under his belt he's got a lot of top tens he's starting to look like someone who you expect to make the playoffs you expect to move on to the round of eight and then someone that could make it to round of four um, I think Junior Motorsports is still the best team. So, we're, you know, Gragson's probably, you're, you know, we're starting to find out like, Gragson's probably definitely in that top four. Um, Sam Meyer is going to have his struggles, but he could be a underdog to make it to a championship four. And then, of course, Al Geyer, you know, always is going to be there. And Josh Berry uh, is a good driver, too. We're also starting to figure out that, you know, Joe Gibbs is, of course, still a good race team. You have Ty Gibbs, but you also uh, could see Brandon Jones sneak into a top four as well. And then whoever, you know, races the 18 car 
uh, or what? Anything, is it anything car? I think it's anything car, yeah. Uh, whether that's Trevor Bain or John Hunter Nemechek, who wasn't happy with Ty Gibbs, but this John Hunter Nemechek, remember when he literally, you know, in the truck race, uh, not this week, of course, but, you know, he also completely pushed somebody into the grass at a road course race, and he was mad that Ty Gibbs moved him out of the way in Richmond. It is what it is. Am I right? Um, but yeah, so that's good. Uh, Colleg is maybe a good team. Obviously, Colleg's a good team. That's why. Why would I say that? Colleg's still a top three team. It's just like uh, the Cup Series. Well, Cup Series has four top teams. Two of them being Fords, and then one Chevy, one Toyota. Uh, Xfinity is the same way. You got your top Toyota team with Gibbs. You got a top uh, Chevy team with Junior Motorsports. You got um, well, you have two shop top Chevy teams. Not really a powerhouse Ford team, really. I mean, sure there is, you know, Riley Herbs and stuff, but you get the idea. Colleg, though, to me is three. I think they're kind of on the back foot. Landon Castle's been putting in uh, top 15s, top 10s. Good to see. A couple races where he was there for the win in the end, but, you know, didn't get it. Well, I shouldn't say, like, in the win, but, like, top five. Um, of course, A.J. Allmendinger is good and Emmerich's good. I don't think you would predict any of them to miss the playoffs, but I do think you could see maybe one of the drivers not making the round of eight or one of maybe none of them even making the round of four. Um, and I did, like I said, I picked Lancaster to win the championship. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. I think I expected him to do a little bit better. But when you look at it and you compare it to just how much uh, parity there is in Xfinity and... You know, he's really not that much far off his teammates. He could just as easily sneak in a win somewhere, get his playoff points, do well in the playoff races to get into the top eight, potentially win a race in the top eight, you know, confirms himself in the championship, and then we've seen anything happen in Phoenix. Maybe he's got a good car that week, move someone out of the way for the win, wins the championship. You never know. Ryan Sieg, someone as well, we're starting to figure out well, obviously, we know Ryan Sieg is a playoff driver, usually. Um, but, you know, I think he has that in him as well. Sheldon Creed could play the playoffs as well with RCR. So, we're starting to figure out a lot of things with Xfinity. Just like we're starting to find out a lot of things about Cup Series. Ross Chastain, even though his car... Like I said, I, I do think Trackhouse is the number two Chevy team now. They probably have passed RCR. At least recently, like the last three or four races, both, uh, well, let I me mean, not last race is Suarez. Um, and then you know, Chastain got lapped too, but it was a good start to the race. But we're starting to figure out that uh, usually both Trackhouse cars finish ahead of both RCR cars, uh, but not always is the case. I still think it's close. Maybe it's 2A and 2B, but, you know, Chastain is just going to just keep racing in the top 10, top 15, and do not be surprised if he makes the round of eight um, in the playoffs when that comes around. Because really, we are a quarter of the way through uh, to making the playoffs, I think. You know, we're seven races out of 26 in, so you know, 7, 14, 21, then, pretty much. We're just a little bit over a quarter way. Like I said, we got seven different winners already. So that's kind of my talk. Now let's get into the race and uh, 
all that came from that, and then we'll get into a few of the headlines. So I'll just go through the cup results. So I'll talk about the first two, and then I'll talk about the, the third and fourth as well. So Hamlin picks up the win with Harvick in second, and I think almost everybody out there was rooting for Harvick to pull it off. He hasn't won in forever. His teammates are getting wins. Almarola last year. Briscoe this year. Cole Custer just stinks, but whatever. Well, he doesn't stink, but uh, he kind of stinks. Mm, I don't know. But a lot of people root for Harvick there. Harvick, just, he just runs well, and he's always there. You know, he made the playoffs on points last year. He was the third best driver in terms of points last year. Um, and he's doing it again this year. Doesn't get the win, but he got second. He was close. We could have saw Eric Almarola help him out, but there was like, it was the last lap. Not enough time. Hamlin had a really quick car. And speaking of Hamlin, you know, he finally got it. He didn't even have a top 10. He struggled everywhere, but he picked up a stage win in Coda. Then he picked up the win here, leading just the final few laps. So then third and fourth with uh, Byron and Truex. So they did their pitch strategy where they stopped earlier. So they were they were pretty slow. And both Byron and Truex were, you know, Truex was catching Byron really quick. Uh, but then when it got to the point where Truex was right on Byron, they were just not fast enough. And meanwhile, you had Hamlin and Harpick on fresher tires. They kind of, you know, Clint Boyer said it. They kind of just showed up in the picture, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Both Hamlin and Harvick are probably faster here. And then Hamlin got around uh, Truex, and Harvick followed him right through. And then they both got by Byron, and then there was only two laps left, and Harvick was half a second back, and he couldn't catch up. But for Byron and Truex, it was looking like Byron was maybe going to get a win. It was... You know, Martin is the king at this track. Uh, Martin and Martinsville, that's my pick next week, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it looked like maybe he was going to get it. But in the end, they end up finishing third and fourth. And then Kyle Larson finishes fifth, and he had a fast car there at the end, which is good for him because they've had a couple of you know rough races in a row. So good for Kyle Larson and that five team to just pick up a solid uh, finishing position. And Christopher Bell in sixth. That's a really good spot for him because he has been looked upon this season as like the weakest Joe Gibbs driver. Been a tough year. He led some laps. They had the alternate pitch strategy where they didn't have to worry about traffic as much. They were always on fresher tires at some point. Um, and it worked out for him. They got sixth. Blaney got seventh. He led the first like 132 laps. Then he got caught in traffic. Then he had issues. He got mad at people. And he finishes seventh. Uh, Bowman, 8th. Kyle Busch, ninth. He was up there in the top three as well. Austin Dillon finished 10th. So, uh, And then Tyler Reddick, 12th. So just as I was saying, Trackhouse usually finishes ahead of RCR. Here's RCR, 10th and 12th. Uh, but Chase Briscoe in the middle at 11. Um, okay, and then we got Keselowski, 13. That's a bit surprising. I don't even remember Keselowski being in 13th place, but that's good for them, especially since 
you know, Brian Kozlowski lost all those points. There's pretty much no chance he's going to make it in on points um, unless he just keeps racking up top tens. Uh, that's probably not going to happen. So Kozlowski might miss the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Uh, Chase Elliott finishes 15th. This He does have, like, the most points, him and Logano, I think, um, and they don't have a win. So take what you will with that. Uh, Busher finished 18th. So actually, good finish for the RFK guys, 13th and 18th. Uh, or 13th and uh, 15th. Suarez finished 16th. Logano finished 17th. Harrison Burton, 18th. Uh, do not quote me on this, but I think that's his best finish. Uh, but it's still Saints. Like Richmond, it's a quarter mile, or not quarter mile, wow. Uh, 0.75. Uh, three quarters of a mile and Harrison Burton was just always lapped but he still finishes 18th okay Ross Chastain finishes 19th that's like his worst finish uh, that he hasn't like been wrecked in in like a long time Cindric was 20th he was a part of a crash um, with Ty Dillon so it was fortunate though probably would have finished a bit higher Almarola 21st Cole Custer 22nd there he is See, there's Cole Custer, always the last finishing Haas driver. Still not sure. I don't don't know. I think uh, Cole Custer is very much out of a job um, soon. He is really lucky that Almirola is retiring, or else they would have just put Priest in for him, probably. And then he's really lucky that Harvick's retiring the year after. Probably. Um... Eric Jones, 23rd. Ty Dillon, 24th. Todd Gillen, 25th. Bubba Wallace, 26th. Let's not talk about that. Uh, the Dinger, AJ Dinger at uh, 27. Stenhouse at 28. Haley at 29. McDowell, 30th. McDowell hasn't really been in too many talks. Everybody was saying, oh, my, watch out for McDowell. He's, McDowell's going to be uh, good. It's more of a sports car. That's what he came up on. Eh? Hasn't done much for him yet. Uh, LaJoy, 31st. Landon Castle, 32nd. J.J. Yelly, 33rd. McLeod, 34th. Kurt Busch, what a shame. 35th. His car decided not to pick up any fuel on, like, lap 5. Uh, and then he was, like, 70 laps down. Uh, Cody Ware, 36th. Biffle, 37th. But it, the reason you do go still go out there, uh, I, he didn't want a DNF. I don't think he was a DNF in his career. And he also got two more points than he would have. And those two points could be valuable. So, there's that. Um, so, let's talk about some of the headlines then from the race and also from today, which is Monday. So, Ben Benshore, the Kyle Bush crew chief, uh, said that they figured the tape would fly off at some point. He was surprised at the black flag. NASCAR had to review it. So, they put the tape on and then 180 laps later... They got black flagged for and had to come down and pit. That's why uh, Bush finished like eight spots lower than what he would have because he lost the whole pit stop time, which is basically one lap. And uh, he was. they said they hoped it was going to fly off. But he got black flagged. This is what happens in the rules. Um, yeah, is what it is there. Um, let's talk about, I guess the whole Hendrick Motorsport and the, 
Lamont thing. Other teams are saying Hendrick Motorsports going to get an advantage for having their car uh, in the 24-hour Le Mans race. There's not going to be any advantage. Let's be honest. It's not going to, no. Because the NASCAR is going to be going so slow. On this, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, road course. It ain't going to happen. Don't worry about it, guys. Don't, other teams, don't worry about it. Also, can we talk about how Joe Gibbs had a really good race and they debuted this new pit stop, pit stop strategy. It cut off like half a second. They had a different pattern in how they did it. It worked. Uh, good for them. So... I think that's, uh, well, here we go. A driver announcement. Rayum Brothers Racing is proud to announce the NASCAR Drive for Diversity program alumni Blake Lothian will making his NASCAR trucks debut this weekend in Martinsville. Amazing. What else is there to talk about? NASCAR Hall of Fame. Four new nominees. Matt Kenseth and Tim Brewer to the modern era ballot. Tim Brewer, the crew chief. Is Matt Kenseth the Hall of Fame driver? That's something to talk about. Um, I don't have an opinion on it. I mean, I do. I think he's a great driver. I just don't know if he's all But, I mean, Hall of Fames are different. Like, for basketball, like, everybody gets in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, and then, like, for football, it's, like, not that many people and stuff. I don't know. Hall of Fame is a different meaning for every sport. Uh, but he's in, he's nominated. So let's see what happens if Kenseth gets in the Hall of Fame or not. A.J. Foyt and Sam Ard pioneer ballots. Depending on previous ballot, Jake Elder drops off the pioneer ballot. What else? Uh, Bonnet Brewer... Jeff Burton, or J. Burton Edwards, Edwards Gant, Hyde, Kenton Phillips, Rudd, uh, Burton, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, uh, I guess that's not much, much else to talk about. Hoping for a good race in Martinsville. It's a night race. I won't be able to watch it live, but I will watch the recording the next day, so... You'll still have your usual podcast on Monday. Uh, not sure if I'll have a podcast in the middle of this week talking about Martinsville, uh, but we'll definitely, of course, have one after. Uh, and I'll see you then. If we don't, otherwise, we'll have a Martinsville preview, depending on whether or not I feel it is needed. So until then, keep driving, but not on a road course.